Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, NXT, review. And we are live to tape on the W2M Network with Wrestling to the Max, NXT. <laughs> Take I'm taking over as the new voiceover guy here on the W2M Network. I've been a bit, but that's all, folks. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, everybody. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me for a special guest appearance on this particular show, the co-host is with the most is Miss Liz Buglisi. Hello. I converted her, Harry. For what yes. something you could not do in year in a year, I did in a day. I never really asked, in fairness. I never had anything to do with NXT on here before. Well, what? use it use it even, because I only watched two, started watching 205 to do the podcast with Harry. Oh, okay. Hey! Suck it, Bisco! And I always watch this to do it, but I have to say, um, I have, I, Brandon talking it up and really walking me through a lot of it really did sell me on it. I have kept up with it. Yeah, the ah. voice giving me crap before we even get the show started is the Hercules to my Benny, Brandon Biscabing. The, Her- the, Hercul- the Hercules to your Benny? I have to look that one up. I don't get it. Brandon, do you get it? I'm trying to remember what that's from. As soon as you say it, I'm going to feel stupid, but... You are. Only one of the best baseball movies ever made. Oh God! I I'm still drawing Sandlot? a blank. Yeah, Sandlot. Yes, Liz is correct. Okay. It's from the Sandlot. Okay. See, I haven't seen that in forever, so I forget things. Well, then you I've, need. I've, I've never seen it. I googled it real quick. <laughs> cheater. So Liz is a cheater. Brandon's just slow tonight. Good to know. All right. Anyway. <laughs> This is the NXT review for June 13th, 2018. This is your go-home for TakeOver Chicago this Saturday night, Saturday, June 17th, contextually, if, 16th, contextually, if anybody's wondering. 
these dates all run together <laughs> anyway. Oh, did did you see the uh disappointing news uh about Takeover, by the way? Uh you're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. Um the voice is not going to be doing the show. Yeah, but it's Vic Joseph sitting in for him, so I think Oh, okay. okay. I didn't see I, who was sitting in for him. I I would prefer Mauro Ronaldo, obviously, but since it's Vic Joseph and not say Michael Cole, I think I can live. Yeah, true. Or they should they should have brought Phillips back for like a one off. You know what? I wouldn't hate that actually. But I'd imagine Phillips is gonna be busy getting ready for the SmackDown side of things at Money in the Bank. True. Anywho. So as I mentioned, this is your go home for the takeover Chicago edition for NXT, which means after we finish our show talking about our discussion and then our final review, stay tuned for TakeOver Chicago predictions at the end of this episode. Liz, do you feel you've seen enough NXT to make predictions here? Yeah. I've been watching the last, you know, four or five episodes, so that's, you know, good enough. All right, well, in that case, what do you say we get things underway and talk about our opening contest scheduled for one fall? One fall. Yep, it's invading NXT as well. Don't worry. When Gary comes back, I go away from the show, and it's all back to you guys as the fans. Now, if Gary wants to keep my tradition going, we'll have to discuss royalty payments. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the War Raiders. Must I... Yes, you must. Because it's War Machine World Domination. Ah! <laughs> you started doing this the first time I filled in for Gary, and now it's a thing. Anywho, <laughs> take on the team of Ricky Martinez, uh, better known to independent wrestling fans as Max Stardom, and Justin Storm, who actually has been making names in a promotion that I just recently worked for, IWA Mid-South. Was he on the this, uh, show that you uh, did the ring announcing he, for? He was not, but in fairness, that was a deathmatch show. So. Oh, okay. Good point. This particular match is almost a deathmatch as well. <laughs> Justin and Ricky get murdered. <laughs> Fallout ends it in 2 minutes and 35 seconds. See, things like this are why I'm the host of these shows, because I'm pretty witty when I want to be. Please, your thoughts on the War Raiders. I don't know. I mean, they're good. I, I like them. You know, it seems, you know, it seems like the Bludgeon Brothers stole their gimmick um, in in a way. It's one of those um, gimmicks that you don't think would last long if they were on the main roster, but you really enjoy them, you know, on, on NXT. I like the um, how to describe them? I don't want to, I guess, older school look. Everybody doesn't look like a model, you know, type thing. And, um, except, you know, their beards. I hate long beards, but whatever. Um, no, I enjoyed it. I, I, I like them. I like their, uh, I like their, their gimmick. I like the, um, I don't know if they have a name for it. They probably do. That one of you will tell me, you know, where he picks up the partner and rams him to the other guy. I like that. I don't know why, but I do. I don't know if they ha- really have an official. I just got to kick out of it. I don't know why. But you haven't seen the best part of uh, War War Machine slash War Rares. Um, a a three hundred pound dude doing a moonsault. That is fun dude. to watch. 
my and, god, I have to go Google that. I have to look that on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Hanson's the one who does the moonsault, although Ray yes. is, or Roe is deceptively agile as well. Yes. I have had the opportunity to work with Ray before as well. And They are. They are. Could, could not have happened to a nicer guy to be where he's at right now. Brandon, what were your thoughts here? As, as mentioned, war, the War Raiders pick up the win in two and a half minutes here. Yeah, I mean, it's another squash match for them to keep them moving forward. Uh, looks like they're did they I think they officially announced that they're having a match against uh TM six one or whatever they're being called now. Um uh, uh TMDK TMDK minus the DK. Oh right, okay. Um so um yeah, they're gonna have a match against the mighty, um I'm assuming on the you know pre takeover card yes um for next Offici- week officially announced for next week's episode of nxt television that and we'll talk about this a little bit later on the other match that they announced for the pre-takeover was dakota kai and bianca belair yep. but yeah i mean war-, war raiders are doing well they're moving up you know and they're building them up slowly um i wish they would have kept some other teams behind that they aren't using on the main roster cough AOP insanity. Um, but, uh, they, you know, I'm, I think they're going to do well in NXT. The big worry that I, I have, have, like, like Liz said, um, yeah, indie teams do not do well on the main roster, as we've seen. Uh, two things here. One, you might want to get that cough checked out. <laughs> Two, AOP's been off television because apparently one of them had visa issues. Oh, I did not hear about that. I just Where's saw it. I, I heard something completely different that the reason why AOP and uh, Sanity aren't on TV is because they were originally called up under the assumption that they were going to do that tag team Money in the Bank ladder match, and then when it was scrapped, they're basically in limbo right now. Liz, you were saying? Why did he have a visa issue? To stay in the country or to leave the country? Um, they're American Samoan. I think. Yeah, they're not. Actually, they're not actually from the continental United States. The actual like fifty mm-hmm. U.S. states. I I want to say they're American Samoan. I'm not sure, but I think that's correct. Anywho. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But okay, anyway, this whole other podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, War Raiders are given mic time after the match for, I think, the first time this is yeah. that we've heard them speak in the arena. And they more or less accept the challenge that the Mighty threw down last week. We'll find out if the Mighty do kneel next Wednesday night. Anywho, backstage we see the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole. Baby. Warming up for tonight's main event matches, Kyle O'Reilly challenges Pete Dunne for the UK Championship. Adam Cole Baby. sees the cameraman and chases him away. <laughs> Video package for Saturday night's Gargano Chiampa Chicago Street Fight, putting everything into context that has gone down, including reminding people of what happened 
three weeks ago on NXT television. I'll save that little bit for when we do predictions after our final rating. Speaking of which, you can listen to the NXT review as well as the Money in the Bank review here on the W2M Network on many of these same affiliates. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Brandon, guess what? What? You know, I hear we're coming somewhere. Yeah, Spotify is coming. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Soon. <laughs> oh, see, see, I think just... I think... I think that one worked a lot better than it did on Tuesday. <laughs> yes, Liz, can I help you? Yeah, they're not Samoan. Ones from the Netherlands would explain. Oh, yes, that's what I issue. thought. Yeah. One's, so he's the one. One's Canadian. He's not going to have a visa issue to work in the U.S. present. You know, uh, current, yeah, he would actually. Current political problems aside. Um, well, he could, but it's he's not going to have as big a problem as somebody else because we do have that relationship where they let it really let it slide more than anybody else. But the guy from the Netherlands is the one that probably had the problem, which makes more sense if they were American Samoan. Anyway, sorry, I had to look it up. I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, while Liz is over there Googling, Brandon and I are going to continue talking about the show. <laughs> yes. Hey, if we have a listener, I don't want them to think we're dumb. <laughs> yes. I'm an asshole. I've accepted it. Anywho, our next contest scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is a battle of two of the best theme songs in NXT. As, oh no, oh no, oh Oh, no. no. Cautious, to be specific, takes on the man who is in the top one, top one percent. EC3, which in case you're wondering, stands for the formula for success. It also stands for Ethan Carter III if you watch TNA. And more and more, we're getting references to TNA on WWE television, specifically the network. Would not be surprised to see them announce the Ethan Carter III thing sometime relatively soon after all this. Anywho, the match itself is relatively basic by these two standards. And EC3 picks up the win with the one percenter. WWE edition because the TNA version of the move was a headlock driver. In this case, it's TK3, the TKO, the total knockout, fireman's carry, diamond cutter, call it what you want to, at four minutes and five seconds. Liz? Yeah, it was a pretty basic match. I was kind of surprised um, given, you know, the two the two of them. Um, but it was it was decent. I mean, it, it seemed very quick, um, quicker than, you know, even it might have actually been. But, you know, decent match. You can't really complain about seeing either one unless for some reason you hate both of them, which I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, but it was it seemed to be a pretty standard match. Brandon? Yeah, it was a... Decent match, but like you guys said, very quick, very rudimentary, you know, very basic. Um, <clears throat> nothing really to write home about. Um, like we talked about last week, I think this could have been something that you could have stuck either on, like, you know, they. I'm surprised they haven't done this yet, put something on, put a match on the pre-show to get people to watch the pre-show for these takeovers. Mm-hmm. Um, or put it on that uh, pre-takeover match uh, for the next week. 
Liz, stop it. You know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> nobody, at gonna, nobody at home is going to know what I'm talking about, but she knows what she's doing right now. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about the NXT pre-shows, Brandon, is I think they're pre-taped, though. Uh, oh, okay. I did not know that. Because while they're airing the pre-show on the network, that's probably when they're taping the matches for the Wednesday night episode of NXT in the building. That's a good point. Although, I thought I've seen fans in the arena during the pre-show. Like, there may be, like, pieces and stuff with people coming into the building where they're recording it, but I don't think you can do something live there because it'll give away the the format with which. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's taped. Hmm. Hmm. Make a very good Maybe. point. Our next contest, scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is women's division action as the aforementioned Bianca Belair takes on Aaliyah, who is doing her best to impersonate a hip-hop version of Jasmine from Aladdin. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to figure out what the heck she reminded me of, and you nailed it. That is... That is Jasmine... If Jasmine grew up watching BET. <laughs> it's not. Never mind. Not going to say the next sentence. Just going to go ahead and move on and talk about the match. Hey, Brandon, they finally gave Bianca Belair a better finisher after six months of us talking about it. <laughs> yep. God, that overbomb was stupid. Now she's using a fireman's carry into an into an X factor. So technically it would be an inverted fireman's carry torture rack into an X factor. It looked vicious, it looked awesome, it looked visually impressive, and it got the duke in about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Brandon, your thoughts on this match? I mean, it was another kinda you know, it was another squash match to get Bianca more momentum. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this moving forward, like you talked about, um, next week on the pre-takeover uh, match, one of the pre-takeover matches is going to be Bianca Belair versus Dakota Kai, and it's going to be very interesting to see where, like, who gets the win on that match and, like, where they go from here with those two. Liz, your thoughts? And this is, you know, it was a pretty, you know, good, good match. I don't have any major, you know, complaints or nitpicking about it. Um, I did like the finisher quite, um, quite a lot. I thought that was, um, I don't want to say inventive, but, you know, that was, it seemed to be a pretty good fit. Um, And it's, it's rare. Sometimes you really don't, there's a lot of very, even on the main roster, there's just a lot of very bland, you know, finishers, but. This one looks like she could, you know, make it into something special. Yeah, the 
the thing that I've said about this before, too, with the overbomb is, is it's a move you've seen before, and it's a move that doesn't look visually impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Liz. The overbomb was Belair's finisher before this. It was a throwing power right. bomb. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you'd seen an episode where she had done that before or not. I but believe like, I have. Uh, Big Show used to use the move as well. And then seeing somebody Big Show size doing it to seeing somebody Bianca size doing <laughs> it, it doesn't really translate. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a move that looks visually impressive for a woman of Bianca's size. Speaking of Bianca, we'll come back to what aired before this in a second because I want to keep going with the theme of the, the Bel Air segments here. Dakota Kai is interviewed backstage by the Ballarette, Kathy Kelly. And Dakota talks about how she may not have won the match against Shayna Baszler, but she stood up for herself finally. And then if she gets another chance at Shayna, she'll be able to take the title. Dakota is interrupted by Bianca coming back from the ring, telling Kathy Kelly that she needs to not talk to a nobody like Dakota and instead talk to a winner like her. Dakota challenges her for a match at the TakeOver pre-show that'll air next week. And Bianca actually pops me with her response. Sounds good, <laughs> though not for you. That is the kind of attitude that Sasha Banks used to have. That is the kind of attitude that will help Bianca Belair in NXT. She's sassy. <laughs> Brandon, you're sassy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, um, I think this is definitely a match that... This is one of the first matches... There have been a few others... But this is one of the first matches outside of Baszler, obviously, of two of the women from the Mae Young Classic really going against each other and trying to get some momentum moving moving forward in NXT. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this. Liz? I, yeah, I found Bianca very entertaining. Her Her response might have seemed a bit um, I want to say amateurish, but a bit simplistic, you know, in a comeback. But I think she delivered it really well, and she definitely has that sass that I think a lot of the women are missing or try for, but comes off so fake where it seems a little more natural with her. She's just naturally douchey, and I think that works. No, it's great. It works to her advantage. It, okay, is so it, you, do you think, because we talked about this before, do you think this is kind of that heel turn that we talked about before where, like, because like I said, you know, prior to that, she didn't really seem like she was very heelish. It was just kind of... <laughs> no, because technically speaking, she was on more of the heel side of things, and especially with her taking on somebody like Dakota Kai. Yeah. Not to mention, Aaliyah's kind of been a babyface to the Full Cell crowd as well, even if we don't see a whole lot of her on television. Mm-hmm. The point remains. I, I think you could make the argument that Belair was already heel-ish. This definitely solidifies her on that side of the bracket, though. Mm. Yeah. So to the thing that I wanted to discuss before we talked about this segment and decided to wait until afterwards in order to tie everything together in a nice little bow, there is a video package aired for the women's title match at TakeOver Chicago as Nikki Cross challenges Shayna Baszler and what may have been the visual of the year in the WWE thus far 
with Nikki Cross holding the Burning Queen of Spades. Loved that. If they could do with Nikki Cross with some of the other, you know, guys that need to have that sort of crazy feel, they would be over a lot more, like Dean. Um, but with that being said, whenever she does end up being called up to the main roster, I am deathly afraid for her because it's gonna, her gimmick is gonna get destroyed on the main roster. Liz, your thoughts on the video package for Shayna and Nikki? The you know the video package was great, and there's a lot a lot out. Oh, sorry. A lot of it that I've been really watching a few weeks that I'm not, you know, familiar with. But, you know, all the video packages are always great. But this one, and the two of you, more than anybody, probably know that I'm very rarely into anything that has to do with the women. But quite a bit of what I saw was like, okay, I need to go back and, like, look for the, you know, these various matches and things that they're referencing. So the image that you mentioned you know, definitely was. I feel like that's going to be the. I feel like that's going to be the go home shot for the video package for, before the match on Saturday night. Yeah, oh, definitely. It was very. It was really, really. It was really striking. But um, I agree with you know Brandon. Any woman that goes to the main roster ends up in the risk of being very, you know, toned down, no matter what their you know gimmick is or, or what they are. No matter what, everybody, even if they're not on something like Total Divas, everybody ends up with that particular, you know, shiny, glossy, you know, look type of thing. I mean, even Ruby, too, you know, and extends, you know, she's very polished up. I mean, whatever. So, even and Sarah, you know, they, but, so I don't know. I don't, I don't see what they would do with her on the, on the main roster, you'd get a couple of weeks of her being how she is, and then suddenly, you know, it would be the best friend crap that we get with everybody else. I believe the best way to describe what Brandon was saying about Nikki Cross is Dean Ambrose is fake crazy. Nikki Cross is batch crazy. Yeah. No, I know that. But then, unless I'm deaf and completely don't understand anything, he said it. What would what would they do with her with her character on the on the main well, roster? Well, they that's basically yeah. Well, that's basically what I'm saying. She would go from being bat uh, crazy to ish. Yes, bat ish crazy to uh, to being this faux crazy that Dean is on the main roster. Yeah, or yeah, that or like all women, she'd end up being like this. You know, she'd end up being having most of that taking away, when you mean faux crazy, I mean, even Alicia's craziness was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know? It would oh, end up something, uh, you know, like that. <laughs> is, which is what I was saying. Yeah. I was agreeing with you, but I'm going to say, I was saying they're going to make everybody shiny and glossy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, very t- very total diva-ish. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was basically saying the same thing. I was oh, just yeah. adding oh, I my know. spin on it. Yep. On behalf of wrestling fans everywhere, keep Alicia Fox the off my television screen. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's go ahead and get into our main event of the evening scheduled for one fall. One fall. 
as it is Kyle O'Reilly challenging Pete Dunne for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. I don't have anything special for either of these guys. Although I will say this much, Kyle O'Reilly needs to keep playing air guitar with his tag team <laughs> title belt because it's so easy to hate him when he does that. It's hilarious. What a douche. He, he's the new Hollywood Hogan. Anywho, the match itself is 10 and, and 10 and three quarters minutes of balls to the wall. After really? Three, it was only it. 10 and it was only 10 minutes. 1045, although I'm being told I can't say balls Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> it was 10 minutes of back and forth, nonstop hard hitting action here. I'm in shy. the end, in the end, O'Reilly disgustingly tries to take out Pete, Dun- Pete Dunn's mouthpiece. Pete Dunn socks someone. And for Kyle O'Reilly, it's a bitter end at 1045. All right, Liz, I'm curious to get your your thoughts here because I don't imagine that you have a whole lot of experience with the bruiser weight. No, I don't. Um, he's an interesting little fella. You know, he's... he's <laughs> no, I mean, you know... <laughs> um, somebody I expect to see on um, 205, I guess. I probably did actually. I don't remember, but um, no, I like him. He, you know, I've read up on him since I've been watching next, which is what I've been trying to do. as I, you know, <laughs> these week, it's like, why do you keep laughing? What the am next, I saying that's the, so wrong? No, but I said the, next. What? The next, thing, the next thing cracks me up every time <laughs> you say. Well, you know what? Whatever. Next. All right. This. <laughs> Indie-ish show on the network. All right, next, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up. <laughs> I'm just gonna hang up on one. Um, no, I liked it. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a good match. I, I thought it was a lot longer. And yeah. I don't mean that in a negative no. way. It was a very, um, I kept, I was like, they're very um, bouncy individuals. Um. It was a good match. I completely lost my train of thought by you laughing at me. So, you know, whatever. It was. I'm going to be pathetic and just say it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I try to look up the people as I continue to watch NXT so I have more understanding of the current storyline and their background. For the record, I was not laughing at you. I was laughing. You were laughing with me. No, you were not. See, Brandon's dog agrees with me. You were laughing at me. Whatever. You know what, Brandon? Tell your dog that his opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> Yours does, though, so go ahead and share. Segway! Bet, uh, best match of, uh, of the week. That, that, that's pretty much all that needs to be said about this. Um, the one thing I will say um, that really... Uh, that is really going to be disappointing, honestly, that we're not going to have this for TakeOver. And it, it helps that O'Reilly has that background as well. But I said this, I think I said this either last week or the week before last. Having Moro on commentary and bringing that realism to it helps these matches immensely. And it's going to be very weird and kind of disappointing not getting that at TakeOver. Okay, first of all, I think for Kyle, from now on, I'm going to go, oh, 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 Riley. <laughs> uh, just, 
Just because it'll pop myself and apparently Brandon. Um, ne- never do that to- again because I had to hear that enough when I worked at FAN. A- everyone who's, Any- who, who's ever worked in radio hates that commercial with a passion. All right, well, <laughs> now now that I've officially ruined Brandon's evening and apparently pissed Liz off, I'll give my thoughts here as well. Um, yeah, two, two of the best probably in NXT right now. I haven't always cared for Kyle O'Reilly's attitude outside of the ring, but when it comes time for that belt ring, the dude is amazing. He's incredibly gifted. He's way better than his trainer, Davey Richards, in my opinion, and at least as good as Eddie Edwards. And Pete Dunne can do no wrong right now. He is on the hottest streak in the WWE in terms of match after match after match of the month, year, century, call it whatever you want to in regards to his in-ring performances in the WWE. Liz hung up on us, or is she still here? Oh, no, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, we can't but get rid of you that easily. Anywho. <laughs> I could hang up now. Anywho, post-match, Pete Dunne gets jumped by Roderick Strong and Adam Cole! Baby! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey. Should probably put a volume warning on this podcast when I do that. <laughs> But the save is made by Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin, thus setting up our tag team title match at TakeOver Chicago. If you wanted to watch Pete Dunne or Adam Cole Baby. wrestle at TakeOver Chicago, well, you're SOL. Which I'm honestly our surprised main event- they aren't doing that, though. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised as well, but I think uh, I think Dunne is going to be over in the UK because they're taping stuff for the uh, UKC. The UKC they're taping stuff for UKCT2 on uh, Monday and Tuesday, so he's probably going to be flying over there on Sunday, which means him wrestling Saturday night wouldn't be the best for his travel arrangements. True that. As far as Adam Cole... Bear bear. Baby. I'm not sure what the excuse for not having the North American title defended on this show is. I think it's dumb. I guess it's just the fact but, that it's so... the We talked about this last week. The, show, the card is so packed that that may be why. They don't feel the need to put it on there because you have tag team titles, NXT heavyweight title, which we're about to discuss in a second, women's title, and then the street fight and Velveteen and Ricochet. Speaking of which, no Velveteen or Ricochet on tonight's episode of NXT. A little bit disappointing there, but yeah. we got a really good segment between those two last week. And as I said, as I said last week here on the NXT review, available in the archives over on w2mnet.com. Um, that match is going to be the best match of Money in the Bank weekend, in my opinion. Anywho, our main event segment scheduled for 10 minutes-ish. He never gives me the time since. Okay, I've accepted it. Has NXT champion Aleister Black coming down to ringside to discuss his match with Lars Sullivan? He mentions the fact that Lars did lay him out with a freak accident after countering the Black Mass but says that at first it worried him, but now he knows what's going to happen and that Lars Sullivan will eventually fade to black. 
Sullivan comes out, they get into a ruckus, and for the second time in three weeks, Sullivan lays out Alistair Black in the center of the ring with a pair of freak accidents in this instance, and then proceeds to take him over to the announce table and offer him up, offer him up Tomorrow Ronaldo as a sacrifice while standing on the table holding the NXT Heavyweight Championship in his hands. Don't know how I feel about sacrificing wrestlers tomorrow. He's good, but let's not get carried away. <laughs> Otherwise, effective segment entering ridiculous post-match bit aside. Lays your thoughts on our main event segment. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure how completely sold I am on bars yet. Um, you know, still have a lot to learn. Um, might be missing something, but it'll probably be an enjoyable match i'm hoping i haven't been disappointed yet really by anything on this show whose name i won't say um but no it was a good it was a good segment um i actually thought it was really well done i've i've ruined next for liz (laughs) i'm a terrible person brandon talk uh yeah i mean it was a good segment um yeah the whole i mean i Kind of got it, I guess, but him laying him out on the table and then offering him up to, I guess, Moro and yeah. everyone else. It was weird, but, you know, I'm okay with it. It's Laura Sullivan. He he does weird things. Uh, but um, this is probably Lars getting that momentum, which results in him losing on Saturday. Okay, A, let's be thankful this wasn't ECW and there's no crosses and or barbed wire involved. True. B, we'll do predictions here in a few moments. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. And with that, that puts a nice tidy little bow on this go-home edition of NXT TV for June 13th, 2018. That takes us to our final rating. Liz, scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. I pretty much enjoyed it. I can't really think of anything that would make me give it, you know, some low, crazy score. Um, But I think it was a solid seven. Brandon? I'm going to give it an eight just for the main event match uh, between O'Reilly and Dunn. That was a great match. Like I said, best match of the week for WWE. Um... And, you know, everything else, while, you know, most of the other matches were, you know, either squashes or just short matches, the matches were decent, uh, and the the segments were good. The the main event segment, while a little weird and convoluted, it was was a fun little segment, and and, and seeing Lars offer, uh, offer, or not, yeah, Lars offering Aleister Black up to Morrow was funny. So, you know. It was a good show. Oh no. When asked for a response, Morrow had this to say. Mamma mia! <laughs> anyway. I'm actually going to be a little bit higher than Brandon was. I really enjoyed wow. this episode. I, I thought the only thing missing was Ricochet and Velveteen. But given that they had a limited amount of time in order to put together both the pre-Takeover card as well as to put the final touches on Takeover... This was a go-home show that kept my interest for the entirety of the 57-minute runtime that it had. I'm going eight and a half. Mm. Because you had the fast start with War Raiders. 
I almost said War Machine. That's your fault, Brandon. <laughs> and it then will forever be accept- War Machine. Them officially accepting the challenge of the Mighty for the TakeOver pre-show. Then you went right from that into the EC3 Kashisono match, which while a little disappointing, you kind of understand not wanting to give away a full match between the two of them. Right into Bianca Belair establishing herself for a singles match with Dakota Kai next week. And then into the main event that was Balls Mahoney to the wall action. So I'm going to go eight and a half. One word review, Brandon. Um... Uh, th- th- this is going to be a uh, a hyphenated word, fast-paced. You know, all the matches were very fast and very, you know, crazy, especially the main event. And then the, the uh, main event segment was also very fast-paced and very, you know, just going all out and, and putting everything you have out there for TakeOver. Lish? Mine's well, actually similar to um, Brandon's, and I thought of it during the um, the, the main event. Um, I'm going to go with energetic. I was going to initially do hyphenated and say high energy, but I'll go with energetic. Everything, um, all the matches, you know, to me were very well paced. The main event, you know, I kept thinking that the two of them are very um, bouncy, but, you know, kind of crisp with, with, with their moves. So, and what's that? Energetic. Sudden. As soon as you started it, it felt like the show was over. Hmm. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, basically, we all have the same kind of context in just three different ways of saying it. Yep. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you've probably already watched NXT. If you have friends that aren't regular viewers, I highly recommend it, much the same way I highly recommend 205, because those are turning into the two best hours of television the WWE produces on a weekly basis. All right, time for some predictions. Let's go ahead and move into TakeOver Chicago picks, and we're going to start with the match that I am most looking forward to, Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream. Brandon? Hmm. Unless they have a reason to move this forward, which I don't think so, I think Ricochet will get maybe like a North American title opportunity or something at Brooklyn. Um, I It has to be Ricochet, I would say. Liz? I am going with ricochet as well he seem maybe he seems too much of the obvious choice but um pretty much for the same reasons brandon said i don't think i don't really see it being continued too much um further but i think ricochet has the bigger shot of being pushed into you know some type of title hunt if I'm being entirely honest, I don't think Velveteen's much longer for NXT. You think he's going to get called up already? He's got this character nailed, man. But Yeah, but there's I, so many... I don't see... I'm sorry, Brandon, I don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. I don't see 
that's another one of those gimmicks that I don't see transitioning so well to the main roster. I mean, people love it for a while, and then poof. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. I mean, way... Fandango people. Yeah, Fandango, Tyler Breeze. Those were the um, exact two comparisons I was gonna make. Um, even even No Way Jose, Brandon and I were talking about it the other day. It's like you have to do something well, you know, more with him than these stupid little filler matches. They don't transition well. At first, they're like, ah, yeah, this is fabulous, and then poof, nothing. Yeah, and and especially with how Velveteen Dream is. Uh, I just see it turning out very, very bad on the main roster mm-hmm. under Vince McMahon. See, I don't, and the reason I say that is because Velveteen's a product of Tough Enough, and he's a product of the WWE system. So but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look at the gimmick. That gimmick just okay. oozes Vince is going to turn it into stereotypical gay dude. Gay black dude. I have one word to say to that, Brandon. You ready? Yep. Elias. Who? Elias was completely different. Elias in the fact that how many people thought that Elias was going to be a failure on the main roster. And through sheer force of will, Elias has gotten himself over to be. I figured Elias would be okay. His gimmick, I thought, would work. There were a lot of people, and I will be the first to admit, myself included, that thought that that was going to fail spectacularly on the main roster. He well, did the same thing in NXT, the whole yeah. guitar thing. Yes, yes, but yeah, he was just first, the only difference is that he had a last name and he was called the Drifter. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, I didn't watch you know way back then, but when he first showed up drifting around the, the locker room there, the backstage area. I didn't get it. I was wondering where the hell they were going with this thing. But, I mean, he he, he worked at it. He, um, he um, really was very, you know, persistent and, you know, every week he was what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent. Um, with it, but it's a different, it's a different type of gimmick. This is like some, uh, you know, crazy hipster singer thing that's like, you know, kind of appeals to a a lot of people. You can't, I mean, in his look, he has kind of had like this hipstery, somewhat Chris Jericho-y look when he's entered, you know, when he's performing with, you know, Fozzie thing, you know, going on. The whole Velveteen Dream thing can go wrong on the main roster so very quickly. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that you guys dislike Velveteen as much as It's not that I dislike Velveteen. I'm just saying that gimmick is just... It's just sitting there waiting for Vince to bastardize. I mean, look at... Here's my counterpoint. Here's my counterpoint. 
Real he, quick, hold, okay. on, hold on. This all this discussion has been a really long way yeah. for me to say I'm picking Ricochet as well. Go yes. ahead and make your point, and then we need to move on. He, here's my counterpoint, real quick. You said you didn't think Elias would do well, and he ended up doing well. Everyone was thinking that Tyler Breeze and that gimmick was gonna go over like crazy on the main roster, and what mm-hmm. happened? Disagree. Disagree. I didn't think I didn't think Breeze would work on the main roster. Okay. But you, but okay, but the general, the general thing. I mean, yes. Again, when Tyler came up, if you go on, and you don't use a lot of social media. I don't think Brandon does either. When Tyler Breeze came up, and again, I was one of those people that like, why does this guy have a selfie stick? I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It didn't appeal to me. Not that my, you know, what appeals to me is so much more whatever than anybody else's. But the majority of the fans who followed it all, and I was not one of them, obviously. We're like, oh my god, Tyler, 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 Tyler. And it's happened with a lot of people. There have been a lot of people, Tyler, Fandango, few other people, even even personal issues aside, and everybody's going to deny it, and I'm going to straight out call them a liar. But even, you know, Del Rio and a few other people, when they, when they signed and they were coming on, people were going batshit crazy. But the gimmick was tweaked or whatever, whatever, and poof, it, it didn't work. You know, there's, it's it's a lot of people, not just people coming from, you know, NXT or, you know, wherever. It, it happens more often than, than you might want to admit. All right. Um, do we have anything else to add to here? Sure, shall we move on? Because we've just spent we, the better part of, like, ten minutes on this match. We, we can move on. All right. Our next contest is okay. We're gonna save. We'll save the other non-title match for last, as it'll probably main event again. Yep. Our next, our next contest is for the NXT Women's Championship as Shayna Baszler defends against Nikki Cross. Liz. Um. Cross. What I want to expand on what? Oh, you pick? Did you pick Nikki Cross? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. I I heard. I thought I heard her say Cross, but I wasn't sure. I was waiting for an explanation. No, I don't really have one. I'm just going with Cross. It's who I'd like to see win. So her gut intuition is telling her Nikki Brandon. Um, my gut says. You can't do all of this work just to have Nikki get squashed. But at the same time, I feel like maybe this is just kind of the final way to put Baszler over before Nikki gets called up to the main roster. Um, But I feel like Nikki has done too much to not get a title in NXT before going up, so I, I gotta go with Nikki here. See, I'm going to follow along the lines of what you were thinking. I think that this is one final run for Nikki before she joins the rest of Sanity up on the main roster. I feel like this is Nikki giving her stamp of approval to Shayna, and then we see the next generation of NXT babyface females coming up into full force. Kyrie Sane, Dakota Kai, the soon-to-debut on television officially, Nixon Newell, whose name, whose new ring name is escaping me. I don't remember it, but 
now that she's healthy, uh, Nixon Newell. There's a generation of NXT babyface that hasn't really been on television yet or is just starting to make their stamp. Candice LeRae is another one. Yeah. That it's in more than capable hands for Nikki to go up to the main roster and join Sanity and help be something of a mouthpiece for that band because the only one other the only other one of that group that can really talk is Eric Young. Mm-hmm. All right. Tag team titles are on the line as Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong defend against Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Brandon? Yeah, I don't see Birch and Lorkin winning this. Uh, uh, wow, Undisputed Era wins. Liz? Um, same as Brandon, I don't see Undisputed Era losing um, really anytime soon. Yeah, something tells me there's a reason that Adam Cole isn't having a match on this show. It's because he's probably going to get involved here. And depending on the status of his knee, I would not be surprised at all to see Bobby Fish involved as well. What happens there with Fish? Does Strong remain the uh, tag tag champion? Or what do you think is going to happen there if, if he is cleared? Uh, to quote every drunken redneck at a Leonard Skinner concert over the last decade and a half. Free bird. <laughs> free bird. Yes. Free bird rules. You're probably right there. Our NXT championship match is Alistair Black defending against Lars Sullivan. Liz. I am going to say Black retains... Um, I have, sorry to disappoint you, I have no real reasoning. I have only seen five episodes of this show. But I just don't think they're done with him. From what I've been reading and seeing, I don't think they're done with him as champion. And also, I don't like Lars, so I don't want him to win. Simple as that. What do you have against Lars Sullivan? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's like a really sweetheart in real life. He's a good wrestler. I have to say that. He's very agile. I think so. What do I know? Not much. You want to know what No, but you ever just have like, I don't know. Maybe he's like doing his job. I don't even really know which one's the heel and which one's not, to be honest with you. But Alistair's a baby. Yes. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So maybe Lars is just doing his job. I am supposed to hate him. True. He's a heel. Good point. Congratulations. Congratulations, Lars. I hate, you know, I don't hate you. But, you know, you're doing your job. Um, but, but I, sorry, Harry, really quickly, I actually, and one of the things, and Brandon and I talked about this the first and last and only other time I've been on this show, um, one of the things I do, do like about Next is the, um, the look of a lot of the people, you know, like Lars, because I grew up watching a lot of stuff before, you know, WWE, you know, absorbed everything or destroyed everything, whichever way you want to put it. So I like their hawking back, you know, to the looks, but I just, I'm not that I hate him, hate him. It's just, you know, the character, you know, I'm supposed to hate him. Okay. Do you want to know why I think Aleister Black is returning? Because, and forgive my language here, Lars Sullivan basically equals basic bitch Braun Strowman. I, I I hate to have to agree with you there because I like Lars Sullivan, but yeah, I yeah that it's basic, a water 
Yeah. It seems like a watered-down version of Strowman to me. And in this instance here, much like they used to do with a certain brother, 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 back in the 80s, Sullivan is just a monster for Alistair to beat before he moves on. And odds are he probably moves on with the guy who's in the top 1%. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it before. Um, I think uh, I think tonight, the end of tonight, kind of telegraphed this. Um, yeah, uh, while I love Sol- Sullivan and I want him to get the title at some point, uh, Black is going to retain here. Our probable main event is going to be the Chicago street fight between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Wrestling. Brandon? I talked about this, um, I think it was either last week or the week before last. I think especially with the rumors abound that this is the last time they're going to be in Brooklyn for SummerSlam, they're going to move it on to a stadium next year. Um... And the fact that TakeOver Brooklyn, no matter how much, you know, I know there were there were TakeOvers before it, but that first TakeOver Brooklyn really put NXT on the map and really took it to the next level. And subsequent TakeOver Brooklyns have raised the bar. They're going to want to put a headliner that is a big seller for TakeOver Brooklyn for the final chapter. And I'm I'm saying this right now. Ciampa's going to win here, and they do either Hell in a Cell or some crazy stipulation at TakeOver Brooklyn 4. As the grudge match. See, oh, go ahead, Liz. I'll let you go here because I have kind of a theory, and I teased it earlier, so I want to go last in order to kind of to go back to touch on it. Liz, um, I'm going to agree with uh, Brandon um, simply because I don't think they're done with this whole um, storyline yet, and I so I think we'll get at least one more match, like Brandon said, probably in Brooklyn. So I'm going to just go with uh, Ciampa. I think Ciampa wins. But I don't think it's for the reason you guys do. I don't think it's to set up something going forward between these guys. I think it's to set up something going forward for somebody in this match, but not Ciampa. Brandon, it was two weeks ago when EC3 was westling Raul Mendoza, or mm-hmm. was it Fabian? Fabian Eichner. Yes, no, Fabian Eichner. Yes. And a pissed-off Johnny Wrestling King storming through the crowd, blowing right past EC3 while he's in the middle of a match to announce that he's signed the contract for the street fight against Tommaso Ciampa. EC3 does not strike me as the type of character that takes too kindly to being disrespected like that. No. This is a street fight, which means there are no count-outs, no disqualifications. Which means, theoretically speaking, anybody, everybody, and their mother could all get involved in this contest. Mm-hmm. 
EC3 is the determining factor as Tommaso Ciampa picks up the win to have something to brag about going forward, possibly to face Alistair Black himself and send Johnny Wrestling into a feud with a man that he knows very well, considering they came up in the same scene up here in Northeast Ohio, EC3. But wouldn't you then need to have that blow-off because they'd then be one and one? You could do that on NXT TV in the build-up to, uh... You could do that in NXT TV in the build-up to take over Brooklyn. I think it would honestly be the opposite. And and maybe this is just my EC3 hate uh, coming out, but I think if you were going to do that scenario, it would result in then EC3 and Gargano having a match on... NXT TV because of EC3 getting involved with Gargano winning and then moving on to say hey we're not finished yet Uh, because of uh, because of EC3's interference we are doing this inside Hell in a Cell at Brooklyn I disagree on doing this match on television, and especially with EC3 losing, because I don't see them hanging a loss on EC3 this quickly. That would be my prediction if that were to happen. Uh, And and theoretically, it's a decent prediction. I just, I don't see them hanging a loss on television on EC3. If EC3's going to eat a fall, he's going to eat a fall on a takeover special to somebody. And possibly that somebody could be along the lines of, say, a Ricochet or a an Adam Cole or an Aleister Black or what have you. I don't think it'll be on NXT, regular NXT mm-hmm. television. Now. That's going to officially wrap us up. Hey, Liz, you have something to plug here. I do. We'll have to plug. Oh, I, I do the WTM Net Instagram now, so you should all go follow that. I don't know what uh, I'm plugging. Yeah. There's this show on Sunday night. There's this pay-per-view. And yeah, the- there's Money in the Bank where some people from this great wrestling to the max network here will be doing a review for it. And I'm assuming for the TakeOver one as well, but yeah, I don't know. Probably. I wish everybody involved with W2M the best in this endeavor. I have a wrestling show to call on Friday, on Saturday night, and then I'm going to be watching the show at a friend's on Sunday. Therefore, I am unavailable. But I hope to be back for some for the SummerSlam review. I know there's another pay-per-view in between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. I'll tell you guys about that once we're done off the air. Anyway, Brandon, you have stuff to plug as well, including you guys somehow dragging me into a Thursday commitment. <laughs> Yes. Well, first off, obviously listen to myself and Liz on Mondays for Monday Night Raw. Listen to all three of us for Raw, for SmackDown in 205. And then this upcoming Thursday, well, next Thursday, a week from today, from tonight, uh, we will... 6, ha- 6, 6.14 as we're recording this yes. live day here in the... Um, we will have the... Two round mock rookie draft for fantasy football to the max with every all of the members of the kickoff joining uh myself, Jason, Harry, and Eric Watkins will all be taking three teams apiece 
and uh, drafting the top 24 rookies in this upcoming draft. Speaking of the kickoff, it returns August 8th with our college football prediction special. August 15th will be the AFC. August 22nd, the NFC. August 29th will be the playoffs and our year-end award predictions. You can listen to myself on a different network for Monday Night Raw. Tony Acero, Andrew Ballas, and I do the Raw Reaction every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. We go live immediately following Raw. Call in if you want to. If you're listening, you can call in over there as well and give your thoughts. 914-803-4532. And in addition, Brandon and I are getting closer and closer to how the war was won. I've hit December, Bizco. <laughs> you're almost half a year. Uh, technically, I think it's seven months since July is the WCW pay-per-view we're opening with. Mm-hmm. So, progress, but not <laughs> demand progress. That's that's a $10 different subscription fee available <laughs> on various streaming devices. So, for the co-hostess with the mostest, Miss Liz Puglisi, and Brandon Biscabing, I'm Harry Broadhurst thanking you for listening to this week's Wrestling to the Max NXT Review here on the W2M Network, available online at W2Mnet.com, brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.